0: Live from the Annex Wealth
1: Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's
2: your host, Vince Petrano. 812 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great to have you with us here on this Thursday morning. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. Eric Bilstead, Vince Petrano here with you until 9 o'clock. We'll keep Debbie on the traffic as well. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley holding it down in the newsroom. Hey, great to Tim. We had a silver dollar visit yesterday. Silver dollar pancake. That's right, was the little in the one. House. Yeah, little Levi. Nice of you to bring the little guy in.
0: Yeah, right? he was he was clamoring to get out of the house. He was sick he of was. seeing. Yeah, he was sick of the same <laughs> living room day in and day out yeah. for three whole weeks because that's how long he's been alive.
2: That's kind of more the vibe I got from Steph. <laughs> oh, really? Of, of the of the two who nah. were clamoring to leave the house. No, she was
0: fine. She was like, I love sitting here and making bottles and changing mm-hmm. diapers all day long. And talking to no one. Three weeks.
2: I appreciate that you passed him around, let everybody know him. Yeah, hold that was him. awesome. That was yeah, it was,
0: it was great. I'm glad that everyone got a chance to meet him. I've been, I have been—I mean, I've been talking about him for three weeks now, and its uh, it was great. He said he had a very good time. He loves the vibe of the newsroom. <laughs> good report. <laughs> a good yeah, report. Very nice. Yeah, very hard workers. Uh, good office report from the little guy.
2: Nice. Posted a picture, a team photo, if you will, with uh, all of us and little Levi Hill. It's uh, up on my social media, Facebook, Twitter, Insty, if you would like to see. Great. Do you want you were asking me so because it's my side of town, you were asking me about this deal with the rock sports complex. The mayor of Franklin says he's gonna hold an emergency meeting. See that's the continued complaints from neighbors who are around that area.
0: That's the part that got me. Emergency meeting over the noise complaints at the rock.
2: Because that's my side of town, I've heard rumbling. So the rock, if folks know where it is, it's southern Milwaukee County. It's what we all used to call Crystal Ridge. Yep. It was the little little ski hill at best <laughs> right back in the day. And then it's been this amazing transformation of a previously really dead space into this huge sports and entertainment complex that is very successful, has a lot of components to it. So the the ski hill is still there. So you got skiing and tubing in the winter. Mm-hmm. They do the hill has eyes. That should be coming up pretty soon. That's the like haunted house and haunted trail, if yeah, you will. Yeah. They've added little league ball fields or fields for little league teams, for high school teams, for all sorts of some folks. Who can really play there. nice fields. Your my, kids have both played My there, right? boys
0: have played there multiple
2: times. So they've added those, and with those in some of those fields, lights and things like yeah, that. Yeah. They've added the stadium for the Milkmen, which is that uh, you know below a below a professional level, mm-hmm. but it's a semi pro. It's a nice stadium and really great product that they put on. They do the a milkmen. good job.
0: The whole show, the whole thing.
2: They've since added Lux Golf. Which is sort of mm-hmm. like the Top Golf model, or the same thing where you have a series of elevated hitting bays and you shoot to targets and things like that. The big nets there, and then there's a restaurant in there and other stuff. They've added another restaurant just the, outside of there, an umbrella bar. I don't know if you've heard about the umbrella bar. I make fun of Eric because every time we talk about the Rockies, like, you know the umbrella bar. We do like that. I like that. They get drinks and yeah, I know. Thanks, Eric. First thing he said this morning when he came in, he's like, "You know, we should talk about this. Frankly, you know, the umbrella bar. I really, like <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, I know. Like, it's great. It's a bar. It's outside. And
0: I know it must be bad because usually you bite your tongue on that stuff. If I'm annoying <laughs> you on something, you usually just grit it and bear it. Now you don't annoy me. It's just like <laughs> Today
2: you're like, all right, man. Enough. You know, I've heard about the umbrella bar. You know, I live like two miles from there. I've seen it. Anyway, it's a nice, it's a nice bar. Nice so they've bar. added all of these things, and on large part, I find that to be a positive. You've taken this this dead piece of land that was nothing, you've turned it into a huge." resource where a lot of people are visiting it spurred other development there's a hotel that went up Mm -hmm. I think it's a Hampton that went up right next to it because you know all the people who are visiting this facility like if you've got a weekend tournament and that
0: happens a lot like there are baseball teams from Illinois and from all over the place age seven and up that
2: stay at that hotel i've been out to eat in greendale right in the downtown area we've seen kids walking in in uniforms and cleats Mm -hmm. they're very clearly coming over from that and they are in town and they're spending money so I i think in large part it's really good where you run into trouble though is it's not like when you have folks who complain about noise at the airport right because probably for the most part If you bought your house, the airport was there when you bought your house. So to complain about the noise from the airplane seems absurd. That's on you, right? This is a relatively, and I say relatively, relatively new development where you probably in many cases have homeowners who were not used to this level of traffic, lights at night, and noise coming from that area. So it is new to them and therefore is at least a legitimate concern for them to raise. I don't know what you
0: do, though. That's, see, that's my question. So uh, I heard uh, Patty Logsdon, she's a Milwaukee County supervisor. She was on TMJ4 News talking about it, saying that she hears from constituents about it all the time. They
3: reach out to me every, every weekend. I get phone calls. Supervisor, would you come by our house and listen to what we listen to? Just experience what we're going through.
0: And I was wondering, like, okay, so how often uh, are we talking about this? Is this because of the... Off and on or very randomly scheduled tacos and tequila thing, which obviously that would be loud. Sure, if you're on a
2: concert there, okay, that's going to be loud.
0: Right, but like are we talking about like Milkman or just even the Lux Golf when they're p- playing music? Is that, w- what sound is causing all these issues where they're hearing it all the
2: time? I've got to be at least two miles from there. And I can see the lights sometimes if I'm driving around, really? depending if I'm in the higher elevations of where I am in Greendale. You can see the lights, but it's never been anything that's bothered me that far out. But I know there are some some neighborhoods in Greendale that are actually very close. I think actually the Greendale folks are a little bit closer than the folks in Franklin. Mm. If I'm thinking about residentially, because that's right on the corner of like 76th and Rawson. Okay, so if you can think that spot and there's some parkland over there, I suppose if you go closer to Whitnow Park, there are the folks there on the Franklin side that might be affected. I remember here in the Milwaukee Mile back when I lived in Tosa. all the time. Yeah. Right, me too. When I was a kid, when I was a kid growing up, you heard open wheel racing all summer long. It was, it was like a hum. It was kind of a sound of summer. Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, but right, they weren't running at eleven o'clock at night. So options would be what:
0: establishing or installing some type of sound barrier. I don't even know if that's possible. We have technology that does amazing things, but I don't know if you can catch sound quite that much, um, or. Enhance some more restrictions on noise or
2: enhance more fines if there are noise issues? I think the, fir- the first thing is to investigate, are these legitimate complaints? Uh, you heard the county supervisor reference v- ordinance violations. If there are ordinance violations and you have things on the books and folks aren't playing by the rules, then right, then we need to enforce that. Right. So the first thing you have to do is, is it an ordinance violation? Are they actually violating or is it just too loud? And that's something else that we need to look at. I think what you would look at for the folks from The Rock is you want to have good neighbors. And will they engage with neighbors in good faith talks about how we can work for everybody? Because this isn't going anywhere. It's, we're not shutting this down. And it's and doing very not well. And that the goal. Right, right? Yeah,
0: it's doing very well. It's, it's great.
2: So I think, you know, and I would encourage if folks get together in these community meetings, you've gone to those as a journalist, so have oh, I. Oh,
0: yeah. Let's
2: Let's not get ugly right off the bat. Right. If you can go there as a neighbor and say, these are my concerns, calmly and reasonably express those concerns. And as that good neighbor, if the folks can, from the Rock can go, okay, I'm, I'm hearing you. Here's where we're coming from. And like, can you work together? I'd like to see that instead of one of these meetings where somebody gets up and gets booed off the stage. Well, we actually don't think the noise is that. But, Hoo-hah! Hoo-hah! I've been to that meeting oh, over yeah. and over and over again. I hope it doesn't devolve into that because I think the rock is a is a great vision it's still growing there's more to do, but it has to be a good neighbor and so hopefully this emergency meeting or anything else that they find from there can move that forward without any more serious issues eight nineteen on wisconsin's morning news. Thank you. 24 Wisconsin's Morning News, typically on the news, we report on things that you might not otherwise have expected. That's kind of the root definition of the news, right? Like What's right? new? Yes. Today we report on another very busy day in Madison that, if we're being honest, was largely expected. As expected, they
0: discussed... The special session on the floors of both the assembly and the senate yesterday a special session that governor evers had ordered and the legislative leg, legislature is required to address so as expected they gabbled in
1: until Thursday, september 21st at 10:01 a.m
0: now, if you listen closely, there it really they gaveled in. Uh, did did it, they even gavel in? Well, it really even wasn't a gavel. If you listen closely, that was a hand slap. <laughs> it
2: slapped, literally was a hand slap.
0: Sla- it wasn't worth getting the gavel out for.
2: It was just that boss who was no,
0: no, no. he sent yeah. one of his one of his one guys of his out people. there to do it. Yeah. Uh, so here's the difference, though. Originally, everyone thought that that was a gavel in gavel out, and uh, kudos to WIC TV for investigating this they did not gavel out technically so technically the session was left still open without any debate if you listen again closely to what he said stands
2: until Thursday
0: September 21st at 10:01 a.m. Thursday September 21st stands adjourned yeah at 10:01 so okay. they could if they wanted to come back today now apparently Senate majority leader Devin Lemieux told WICTV that they will reconvene today for a skeletal session Essentially, what this means is, yes, they're interested in doing some workforce development plans as well. They have legislation that they're interested in, too, obviously – Probably different than what the governor is interested in, so by keeping it open, perhaps they can still kind of go through the legislative process and create something. But
2: that's where I keep coming back to, and I know, I know. go ahead, go As expected, little, no. no. Go, go back to your other refrain with me. Oh, naive, sweet, sweet, innocent, naive, ignorant little Vince. There are some things here that both sides agree need to change <laughs> and Sorry. have workable solutions. So instead of spending all our time urinating on each other's shoes over there in the Capitol... Find the thing. Here's where we agree, right down the middle. Yes, we all agree on this. This we don't agree on. Let's leave that out. This, this we agree on. Find a let's put together a package of legislation that has all the stuff we oh, agree on. Sweet. Pass now it and sign it. No, and- because then that gives someone a win. We
0: can't give either side a win. <laughs> exactly. It's better that we be divisive, Vince. Yes. It actually is better for them if we hate better each for other. Business. It right, is for political business. It is better for them if everyone's peeved at each other about everything. So that's why they act
2: the way they do. This isn't just because. Also entirely predictable, and on that point. As expected. It, as expected and predicted by me on this year program.
0: Survey says. Survey set. Survey says.
2: That's right. The number of state Senate Republican legislators who filled out Governor Tony Evers' exhaustive survey on current issues, that was zero. How yeah, the governor asked all the state legislators to fill out a survey, more than two dozen questions long, in a political effort to pin them down on matters which Republicans, much to the governor's chagrin, refused to debate on the floor. So the survey was followed by a verbose 1,700-word news release, letting us know that this exhaustive survey had been put together <laughs> yep, yep. by someone or some several people in that office, have time to write out this giant survey. That they knew wasn't going to be answered. Now, plain devil's advocate, please. Couldn't you just answer some of the questions? To what end? No. Why not? I don't fill out surveys for you. I'm over here in the legislature. We do our thing. You do yours, fine. (laughs) We can't get together and talk. I'm not filling out your little survey. I'm not playing your game. So as expected. Yes, the deadline to fill out the survey is passed. Follow-up news release for the governor's office on Wednesday. Zero Republican legislators respond to legislative survey on solutions. This is the governor himself who put this out. <laughs> man, I don't know. You're proud of that or you're embarrassed by it, man. I don't know. Like, they didn't do your survey. As expected. As of this morning, not one of the 86 Republican legislators who serve in the Wisconsin state legislature responded to the survey. No! Right. Holy macro folks. Other <laughs> let's interest. get to work. Yeah, let's get to work. So there was that. So that's done. And one other interesting thing about Madison, you and I were talking about, keep an eye on this. A proposed constitutional amendment requiring photo ID at the polls. Wonky Journal Sentinel piece. Two Republican lawmakers on Wednesday renewed a proposal to amend the Wisconsin Constitution to enshrine state laws that require voters to show identification at the polls with some exceptions. Okay. Won't get into the particulars so much as just the question that you asked was an important one. We're talking about this, and Eric's like, do, do we not already have? Photo ID on the books? Is it not already law? I thought it was already a thing. So what's happening here? Why do we need a constitutional amendment if it's already the law? There's a reason I said a year ago at this time, as we were getting ready uh, to uh, elect a governor, mm-hmm. that the more important election in the coming cycle was not the gubernatorial race. It was the race for state Supreme Court. Because with the court now leaning three liberal on the election of Justice Janet Protosewitz this past spring— Anything Republicans pass now or passed during the Walker administration is up for grabs, could be challenged in court, and ultimately, the handwriting is on the wall, overturned when it gets to the high court. And photo ID is among those things that are at least talked about perhaps being targeted. How that works is lawsuit filed in Dane County Circuit Court. That uh, ruling is for sure up. This is unconstitutional. This is terrible. It's awful. It's whatever. It's out. That is appealed, regardless of how the appeal goes, it's appealed up to the state Supreme Court for that next thing. So Republicans increasingly are going to look for workarounds as they recognize they're they're not going to get their way at the high court. Like
0: impeachments.
2: <laughs> for example. <laughs> the other way to do that is to push through measures in consecutive sessions of the legislature and then put these issues to a binding constitutional referendum. That's how you amend the state constitution. We just had that with yeah. bail reform. So that was legislature... Um, in this session and then these are two-year terms for the assembly so then it would be in another two years would have another session both successive sessions of the legislature pass identical legislation then it goes to a binding two-thirds majority vote referendum to the people of wisconsin and then it becomes part of the constitution not touchable then by lawsuits that challenge particular laws now it's in the constitution so that's the workaround that i think you're going to see a lot more of not just on that issue, but many more as we move forward in the coming weeks and months.
1: Jazz is hell. 831,
2: Wisconsin's Morning News. 839, Wisconsin's Morning News. Seeing the networks talk a little bit more about the movement on the writer's strike as well, Eric, are we getting close? Uh, maybe Close looks like. Closer?
0: Yes, it, le- it looks like Something's there's been happening. some movement, at least between the Hollywood writers. And studios are going to be back at the table again today after progress yesterday. Hollywood
3: writers and studios are reportedly close to an agreement to end the strike that started back in May. The WGN Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers releasing a joint statement overnight that the two groups met yesterday and would meet again today.
0: So it's been five months. Since the writers were on strike, demanding better residual pay for streaming shows, protections from AI technology. Uh, they was ABC's Zareen Shah there. Now, no negotiations are in the works for the striking actors, which, you know, they're also on the picket line. A couple extra little things here. So who knows? Maybe some more movement today. By the way, they still want some uh, major picketing to take place because uh, the dance show starts up here pretty soon. The ABC, the big show, Dancing with the Stars. Yes, Dancing with the Stars. And that was know.
2: threatened. And a lot of folks don't know this, but there's a reason. Like even game on staff. shows have writers, mm-hmm. right? Who write the intros and stuff like that that the hosts say. Yeah. So
0: anyway, they want to picket that because they're upset that that show is still they're going to do on it anyway, in production. Huh? Um, but there is optimism. It's fine. This interesting though because. If I were one of the, I don't know, the gang of four, we're talking like, you know, the head of Disney and some of those other studios who were in the room yesterday, you might want to consider just sitting this out still. And I don't mean that because I'm an evil person. But if I was a strategist on their side of things, because clearly the writers are struggling, they're struggling at this point with being able to pay bills and whatnot. They're even holding flea markets And different bake sales just to make a couple of extra bucks. This is a prop maker, Greg Gilday. He organized a flea market that was held.
3: I'm guessing somewhere around 60 people or 65 people are selling here today. All in the industry. We've had people that are industry dependent. They're not unionized, but they're accountants just for film production companies, stuff like that.
0: So what are they selling? All kinds of things. Cupcakes, cookies, baked goods. Some are making quilts. Some are other doing side gigs. Obviously, as a prop master, that guy's got some artistic uh, knack. So if that's happening and they are uh, doing this multiple times, several days, you'd almost think, and again, I'm not suggesting that that's a nice thing to do, but you'd almost think that the studios would be like, all right, well, let's see Who has on the our- leverage, right? Yeah,
2: right. I, I keep going back to the whole leverage thing. He mentioned something else there that's important, the tangential businesses that are affected by yeah, this. Yeah. The earlier report you played from ABC News said that The the writer's strike has cost the U.S. economy billions of dollars. That's not just the writers, and it's not just the movie studios. Think of if you're shooting a movie, and we've had like movies shot here in Milwaukee, Mm -hmm. right? If you have a big old movie set, think of the people you employ to block off the streets. Think of the people locally that you employ to bring in the sound equipment. Think of the caterer for all the folks. Think of the people who provide the trailers. Like Any number of those tangential businesses are affected, and they don't have a stake in the— is it the writers? Is it the studios? Like, who wins? Mm-hmm. They just want to work as well. And they're deeply impacted. Now it's having that ripple effect over the entire U.S. economy. So
0: the good news is that the writers are having a second day meeting today, and there was progress yesterday, so at least there's some optimism in the room. 8.42 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Good,
2: good, good. 847, Wisconsin's Morning News. You've been hot on this. You want to do a 5Q? Yes. This is an Eric thing, the 5Q. hmm Five questions we posed to
0: the panel. It's been a minute since we did a 5Q. Yeah, it's going become more regular, maybe. We'll see. Oh, what is today's topic? Today's topic is... Fall. Mm. That's right.
3: Not falling down, gravity-wise. No, not okay. fell. <laughs> no.
0: Not, like, like autumnal equinox yes, fall. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. And this year, the first day of fall is Saturday, September 23rd. That's uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere. It's Feels also late. Yeah, it does. I always kind of thought it was the 21st or 22nd, but this year, anyway, it's the 23rd, also known as the autumnal equinox, which is the day of the year when the day and night are approximately equal in length all over the world. Believe it or not. All right. So because of that, it's time to celebrate ourselves a good old-fashioned 5Q. And now, do you like apples? Time for the 5Q. How do you like them apples? (laughs) There you go. All right. So 5Q, we ask the panel a series of questions of Zebulowska and Vince Vetrano about a specific topic. Then we compare our answers with that of an expert. Well, today our topic is autumn And our expert is Judy Jacobson with the Apple Barn and Orchard and Winery in Elkhorn. So Judy has already provided her answers for us. (laughs) And away we go. What do you do with your leaves? (laughs) Are you Steve Scafidi and refuse to ever rake them? You just mow over those, no matter how thick and wet they are? Do you mulch? Do you bag? Do you take them to the dump? What do
2: you do with your leaves? Well, it depends on if it's a lighter cover then I do just mulch them up and leave them because they'll they'll go in and and, and really help fertilize the lawn. That's great. Okay. When it gets to be a heavier leaf cover, then it's in the street. Yeah, and then
3: yeah, West Dallas has uh, wait for the
2: guy to come by with his a big pickup. vacuum. Yep,
3: yep. They do have a pickup, so I tend to wait because I have an old. Tr- Actually, my neighbor has a huge tree that half of it or three quarters of it dumps into my yard. Of course, it it's, does. It's okay though because it's <laughs> lovely shade tree. I call him Methuselah, and but Methuselah likes to wait till the absolute last moment uh. to drop. Is leaves so I um, sub waiting most of the time. I'm just waiting for them to go. But once I do get them all, I actually vacuum them. Oh, good for you! Onto a tarp and then drag the tarp nice. all the way out. Okay,
2: so, yep. they've got orchards though. What is what is I'm curious to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does Judy Jacobson
0: with the Apple Barn Orchard and Winery and Elkhorn do with the leaves?
1: All the grounds are are mowed. Um, as far as for the leaves, so they just get mulched back in. Yeah, yeah. mulched it it's back solid. on
0: in. Yep. Okay. Number two of our five Q, fall is the topic today. Debbie, which leaf is the best leaf? Okay. The most creative, most interesting,
3: your favorite leaf? My favorite leaf. Well, I know that you, you said not maple because we can't do maple. Yeah, because that was because a pancake it's, suggestion. It's too easy. Too simple. However, I'm going to cheat and go maple like. I'm going to say the oak. Okay. Oak leaf.
2: I have a thought on oak leaves as well, okay. Vince. My answer is any leaves that aren't the locust in my backyard, because those <laughs> okay. leaves are about like three centimeters long and they're tiny, piddly ones, and they don't go Can't well even in the rake. rake. Them. Right. right? Those yep. actually, I'll typically bag and then throw in the garden. Oh, so that there can you mulch go. the garden. Oh, I Yeah, very nice. So that's what I'll go there.
0: So I'm with you, Debbie, on the oak leaf, especially because if you look, so there are several different types of oak trees, mm-hmm. and every one of them has the most unique crazy creative looking leaf like all of them are just different in like almost boisterous
3: and not for nothing the oaks have the best colors yes right up there right and right next to maples
0: so I'm with you on the oak okay what did uh, Judy say of
1: course it's an apple leaf yeah <laughs> when you pick an apple and you can see the shadow of where that leaf has sat on top of an apple and actually get that as a vision when you pick your apple if you if it happens is is beautiful
2: yes uh, no, I've never looked close enough at that that's pretty cool
0: I'll look for that Okay, flannel, yay or nay, Vince? Flannel,
2: yay or nay? Well, while I wouldn't take it in place of the giant sweater,
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. giant fall sweaters uh, nope. is, is the go-to, but sure,
2: I'll take a flannel.
3: Huge Aaron sweater? I, yes, definitely. Yes, all I'm a right. fan.
0: Judy, flannel, yay or nay? Yay.
1: Perfect for all those fall pictures, fall family pictures. Yep, yep. yep.
0: Okay, number four of our five Q. What is the best fall food or drink, Debbie? Best Ooh. fall food or drink.
3: Okay. For savory, I'm gonna go Shepherd's pie. For sweet, I'm gonna go something caramel apple-y. Ooh. So
2: I like a good old-fashioned caramel apple. Sucker for a pumpkin pie any time of the year. Always tastes better in fall.
0: All right. What did Judy Jacobson with the Apple Barn and Orchard and Winery in Elkhorn say is the best fall food, drink, or food? Apple cider,
1: cider donuts, caramel apples. Anything Apple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you
2: a little twist on that? A little Smart Cider. Ooh. little something in there, little oh. up. a little cinnamon schnapps. Oh, make gold it a grown-up
3: shider.
2: <laughs> smart shider. There is nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> there is
0: nothing better than on a cool Saturday afternoon when the sun is shining, to you have yourself a pumpkin lager from Lakefront Brewery. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, awesome. We've got a fest. Yeah, yeah, sure. we're doing beverages. have to do that as well. All right, we've gotten way <laughs> off Okay. Off. This is our 5Q. Fall is the topic. In the fall, we fall back to standard time moving off of daylight saving time. So which do you prefer? Standard or daylight
2: saving? Which one? Who's going here?
3: I don't care. Just keep it the same.
2: (laughs) That's a good answer. I'm standard time. We get up in the middle of the night to come to work. Doesn't
3: matter to us, A little bit
2: more daylight on the front end. Early golf, all of that stuff. okay. And I don't need it at night since we're dead to rights at 7 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Judy Jacobson? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. Can go either way on that one. Uh, It's always good to fall fall behind, but uh, spring ahead is always... The new start
2: to the season. Nice little political answer there. <laughs> See, if I'm her out on the orchard, I'm saying uh, I'm saying daylight saving time, those long summer evenings where it's light still at 8.30, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. watching that cool sunset. Mm, I can respect She's on a different clock than we are. All right, sure. let's, let's do one more here of the five Qs. So we are asking our
0: panel specific questions about fall. Judy Jacobson with the Apple Barn and Orchard and Winery in Elkhorn is our expert. So, okay, this will be an interesting one.
2: Which apple is the best apple? Vince, which apple is the best apple? Honeycrisp slightly edging out the sweet tango. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting.
3: I'm a more Fiji Gala girl.
2: I
0: like the Fiji.
3: Yeah. Fiji or Gala. Both are very nice. Uh, or else, you know, your go-to golden delicious. Mm-hmm. always great.
0: I like the Braeburn. I think I have a Braeburn sitting on my desk right now. Mm. I'm cranking into are that. Those here. the little <laughs> squat
3: ones? The ones yeah, that I Yeah, a little, little bit shorter,
0: and they're yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and crisp. And are you familiar sweet.
2: with the honey Crisp? Have oh, you yeah. been? Yes, He's a little yes. bit too How tart for me. me sorry. money
0: done. bags over here. All he does is buy the <laughs> most
2: expensive ones.
0: All right. So, I wanted to know, what did the Apple Lady say? Judy Jacobson with the Apple Barn and Orchard and Winery in Elkhorn. What apple is the best
1: apple? Holiday. Holiday. Love it. Super tart. And um, it's not all orchards grow the holiday apple, and we use it in our caramel apples. Tart apple, white flesh, the skin is flecked like with snow, uh, little white dots and that's how you know you've got a holiday apple,
2: and they are pick-your-own this
3: weekend. Yeah, they are. Nice. i
2: with the holiday apple. I'll tart with that.
3: caramel, definitely. Yeah. I get yep. that. I get mm. that. But mm. if it's just a straight carm- or street apple, yeah, the Honeycrisp used to be my go-to, but that's a little too tart for me now.
0: Yeah, I respect that. Thanks to Judy Jacobson with the Apple Barn and Orchard and Winery in Elkhorn. By the way, the festival fall weekends begin this weekend right there in Elkhorn. So thank you, Judy. It's been a 5Q.
2: TMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Just a slight chance of showers late today, a high of 78 degrees. And tomorrow looks like a high of 75 degrees under partly cloudy skies. If you're worried about high school football or soccer game, some of the kids' activity, slight chance of a shower or storm on Friday. Otherwise, it looks pretty good. WTMJ, Steve scafiti Sandy Max in the house with us right now. Kids, how are you? Big football night. Oak Creek Franklin tonight. That's tonight. I know oh, Brandon was telling us. Yeah, that's a big oh, yeah. and That's a big
0: crowd, right? Like You have 10,000 yeah, tickets. They jam sold. it in. Like wow. I,
2: I live close to the high school. But, at Oak
0: Creek, right? Yeah, this one's at Oak Creek. Franklin's got a, a heck of a football squad. They, I think they won a D2 title not too many years ago. They are very, very talented. Oak Creek, I think, only has one or two losses. So big, big. Fan, fusion, football, fun. You're talking about some rain. Gets a little sloppy out there. The big fat guys in the line are stumbling all over each other. I can't wait to watch that.
2: And I just like to hear the marching band. Well... (laughs) Wow. Not for nothing. I always say I always say this about high school football, and, and football because it draws the bigger crowds. Like, it's it's more than the football game. Oh, it is yeah. a community pageant. Mm-hmm. You got the cheer. You got the dance team or the palms or whatever you call it. You got the band. You got the boosters out there. Get yourself a booster dog. All that other stuff that's going on. Like, it's a community mm-hmm. pageant. Absolutely. It's too soon for the hot chocolate that scalds the inside of your mouth, though. <laughs> right, right. Agreed. Yeah. Actually, right. Tonight, <laughs> you know, low temperature only down to 64 yeah, tonight. So you figure out kickoff probably in the low 70s. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a bring a light, Jack jacket yeah okay I'll, I'll i won't have a jacket on but i, I will Steven and sandy are up next with wtmj now